Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined by both of my co-hosts, Alex. 3-0 Chelsea victory against Crystal Palace. Uh, We had Trevor Chalaba score his first goal as well. And we are excited to record this episode. Now, how are you? Um, I'm going to say how I'm doing and I'm doing great. I'm going to focus more on this Chelsea victory. um, And I'm going to talk about how happy I am with how we played um, on Saturday. It was just a great performance from back to front. Um, obviously, Trevor Chalaba, the highlight of the game, you know, scoring his goal, you know, being the man of the match, just playing tremendously. It, it was really, you know, nice to see. I remember when his brother Nathaniel was playing in that 2016 team uh, with uh, Antonio Conte, where we won the title. And uh, it's just really nice to have some homegrown talent uh, coming in again. Obviously, it's kind of been sad seeing uh, that, you know, we've been um, that uh, Tamori left, another young defender that we had. And uh, obviously, Tammy Abraham leaving or looks like is going to leave for 45 million to Roma, um, which is, you know, it's upsetting. So, uh, you know, who knows what's going to you know happen with these academy players? And it's nice when a new guy comes in and kind of fills the role of someone who's left. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I was just happy with the performance. Marcus Alonso with a tremendous free kick. Christian Pulisic making it two. And then, obviously, Tra- uh, Chalaba making it three to kind of seal off the game. Um, I thought we played with, you know, good intensity. We were pressing well. I thought the midfield with Jorginho and Kovacic was solid, despite Conte not being in the lineup. I thought Alonso had a good game defensively. I thought Azpi and Chalaba worked well, but I really liked when Reese James came on and he really had that burst down that right-hand side. 
Um, so I think for Arsenal, hopefully he gets the start. And in general, there was just a lot, uh, you know, a lot of positives from the game. And if you look at the bench, there were so many options on the bench, whether you look at Callum Hudson-Odoi, whether you look at, uh, you know, obviously there was Tammy Abraham. He won't be on the bench. It looks like um, you, there's so many different options on the bench. Uh, defensively, you know, Thiago Silva, uh, Kurt Zuma, if he's staying, depending on this Kunde news that happens or what if, if it does happen, if it doesn't happen. It's just this team. It's a well-structured team. Tuchel has them playing, you know, good football with high intensity, uh, a good press and a well, well-organized team. And uh, I'm just really happy and I'm hoping we can continue this on uh, this upcoming weekend to Arsenal. Yeah, like you mentioned, Alex, a bunch of positives all around with the Chelsea squad. Mendy keeping a clean sheet. I had to throw that in there too. Um, but just the whole the whole club looked good. And the biggest thing here, I would say, and we, we all three of us were talking about it, this was all without Romelu Lukaku. This was all without the main striker that's going to hopefully carry us away throughout this Premier League season. Um, and I think this game really showed that Timo Werner is going to actually have a pivotal role in this Chelsea team. And it looks like he will very much flow well uh, with Lukaku's pace and style of play. And it was very also nice to see Captain America, our friend, one of our, if not all of our favorite players as Americans, Christian Pulisic getting the tap in. I know it was a tap in, but still a goal for him to, to get through. And once again, dominant over Crystal Palace. Still hasn't had a bad game against them. So that is very exciting to see. I think this game also showed how bad Crystal Palace is, not just how good we are. Um, and I think that uh, to have our second match against a team that just lost to you know, a, a team from the championship last season, especially a 2-0 defeat, um, I'm, I'm excited for that match. I'm looking forward to it. And I really hope because for some reason we can't seem to beat Arsenal – and if they can't beat Brentford, they better not be able to beat Chelsea. And it looks like uh, Lukaku will be able to play this week. And I know he's quarantining, and that's why he missed the other match. But now he's starting to do some press stuff with Chelsea. His first interview got released today of recording Monday. Um, and that's been on the, all the Chelsea socials. So I assume if he's doing interviews with Chelsea, he is able to participate in the squad activities, whether that uh, mainly practice and training. And I would hope that he's able to play Saturday. Um, I know that the other players that were not able to play um, played in a friendly that they won, I think, 13-0 uh, against a team in the, let's just say, not top tier of English football. Uh, and it didn't seem that way by the scoreline either. So, um, I mean, good for them. They were able to get their their – I know hudson Adoy scored like two goals. I know Silva played in that, I, I believe. Uh, Silva played in that. But um, yeah, anyway, going back to my main point, great win over Crystal Palace. It shows how good Chelsea is, hopefully, uh, and really shows how bad Crystal Palace is. And I guess um, in a little bit, we'll also get to our first half of our uh, Premier League table predictions. Yes, I know this is coming a little bit late. I understand that. Um, but it is what it is. We, we tried our hardest. Um, we did not get it out on time, I know. But I don't think it still matters. It's been one week of Premier League football. That really doesn't determine the whole season. So we're going to have 20 through 11 for that. Um, and then 10 through 1 as Alex cuts me off here. Go ahead. Uh, I would also say that sometimes, I know last year we didn't do this, but sometimes having a week 
just to, you know, look at some of the teams. I watched a majority of the games kind of looking through, you know, obviously teams can change over time, but I feel like our predictions could be more accurate this year due to the fact that we waited a week. And I know a lot of people do wait till after the first week to make their predictions. So I actually think it's okay. Um, so I, I did I, not uh, see anyone who did that. All the articles were already released prior okay, to the. You know what? I've seen people. Okay, Josh, I see people. You know, I know people that have done. I you, <laughs> okay. you are you have no idea what you're saying. But anyway, to continue my point, in our preview to the Arsenal match later this week, we will have the ten through one. We'll keep you waiting um, for the other ones. And I want to plug Peter here real quick because we have some exciting news as we're, we, we've we been talking about Trevor Chalaba. And I guess this will come right on the podcast. Peter, are you completed with that article before I go ahead and plug it? As of recording, I am putting some finishing touches on, but by the time this goes out, it uh, should be able to, it should be there unless something crazy goes on and the file gets deleted, even though it's saved globally on like the cloud. So, I mean, it's the first article should be out. It's I'll just explain it because I wrote it. Go ahead. Just a little player background about Trevor Chalaba or profile. I didn't know really could call it. I don't still don't know what to call it. I don't know. I'll come up with something final. But it's basically I just ran through his where he started in the academy. Uh, some details about uh, how he made it all the way to uh, the English football. And Chelsea, and a few details about his loans, short little, I think it was four paragraphs, four intros, an intro, three sections, just a short little article giving you some information about him. I had fun writing it, and I think it's pretty good, so take a look. Tell me how you think. Tell me how I can improve. I'm looking at things. We'll see. Hopefully, and also hopefully I'm going to make this kind of like a... I don't know, weekly, yeah. uh, bi-weekly thing where I run through other players who have like good performances or something. I don't know. Work in progress, but I'm starting to do like articles and stuff. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> the most nonchalant intro to an article um, and laid back approach. Yeah. So we are very excited that Peter is going to hop on the, I guess, Chelsea news he's going to be our go-to um article writer for talking blues and we are really excited because we haven't had this opportunity uh, but once being able to now use the ship it studios website you can just simply type in ship and go to the article section which you can find right on the home page uh, and when this episode should be released the article should already be online and you will be able to just go right on the articles top article will be peter's pro- player profile i'm going to call it player profile peter will well, i mean I don't know. He, if he wants to do a different name, he could do that. But I like player profile on Trevor Chalaba. And like Peter mentioned, um, he hopes to do player weekly player profiles on the Chelsea players to give you their backgrounds and other stuff on that. Um, and we are really excited. Uh, we really hope you enjoy it. As well as if any transfer loan injury news comes out, he'll obviously talk about how that affects the Chelsea squad. But for right now, we're very happy about the weekly player profiles. So we really hope you can check that out. Once again, studios.com. Uh, go to the article section. It should be the first one there. And if anything, um, you will find it on Twitter with the exact link at Talking Blues Pod. But anyway, without further ado, let's just run through the other Chelsea news um, that I have here. And then let's just run through the Premier League table. We don't want to take too much of your time. We had um, Thomas Tuchel confirmed that Ruben Loftus-Cheek, the Chelsea midfielder, has in fact tested positive for COVID-19. So he will be out for a little bit, obviously quarantining, and then hopefully getting back to training. There's the mandatory quarantine of, uh, I assume, 14 days, if not more. 
And if you think about it, if the cases and the symptoms are, if the case and the symptoms are severe, I should say, um, he will be out for longer. We obviously had that happen last season with Kai Havertz, and we hope that it does not happen again with Ruben Loftus-Cheek with the severe symptoms and not being able to come back. Hopefully he's just done, doesn't, you know, has mild to either nothing when it comes to to symptoms of COVID, and he can hop right back on the training pitch and uh, get back to 100%. The other thing, uh, is Mitchy Batchwai uh, is set to be on loan once again. And um, the last thing is Chelsea will decide whether or not they want to side uh, Kunde from Sevilla this week for Brizio Romano. Um, yeah. So I feel like, Alex, you say I say it wrong, right? It's Fabrizio. Fabrizio Romano. I say Fabrizio. Fabrizio. Fabrizio Romano confirmed on Sky Sports that Chelsea will decide this week, which is very awkward, might I add, because we did record an episode like two weeks ago, getting all excited and like a surprise episode that Kunde is coming to Chelsea and it looks to not ha- be happening. So that's kind of I awkward. I don't I don't know because obviously with Trevor Chalaba definitely put something in mind for Tuchel. I'm not sure if he wants him still, but um, yeah, I, I still think it may happen. I think there's like a 50-50 chance, I'd say. But I'm just saying, like, we did this two weeks ago and said, well, I, I think you put a question mark in the title, Alex, like Kunde to Chelsea question mark. But in the episode, hey. Peter and I, you were the only one, which is funny. You yep. were the only one that was like, uh, yeah, it's not confirmed. Yeah, I don't know. And then Peter and I were being like, great signing, really well for Chelsea, really <laughs> great job. Here's all the stats. He's an amazing player. And you're like, yeah, I wouldn't say that just yet. And we were like, what are you talking about? Like, it's confirmed. And that was end of July, and here we are mid-August, and it's not, you know, he's not on Chelsea, he's on Sevilla still, so it's it's funny. The question mark was intentional, let's just say that. I don't, I don't, uh, like, even with the Lukaku stuff, right? I said Romelu Lukaku to Chelsea in the title, question mark. And then when he was actually announced, I said Romelu Lukaku to Chelsea, confirmed. Confirmed, a- and then question mark. I have a system. It's almost like the here we go system. The title. my own system. Alex, the Alex's role on the Talking Blues podcast, the title maker, the, the title maker. <laughs> Peter, any thoughts on either of these, all of these topics? There's been too many to remember any of the past ones besides this one, but uh, I will say, Alex, I, I give you, I give you, uh, I give you praise for doing that because I did. I will say, I thought it was like all but confirmed. I mean. Fabrizio did say that it was Kunde to Chelsea is like almost a hundred percent complete or something. I swear that was what happened, or maybe I'm making that up in my head to cope with me getting too excited. But I, hey, if it happens, no one's gonna look back on that episode and say, "Wow, these guys were stupid." But if it doesn't happen, we just hopeful hope that it does happen, and we don't have to worry about what would happen if it doesn't happen. But we'll see. And the second thing I want to say is I'm sad that no one's mentioned this first, uh, mentioned this yet, especially when you said, you said the biggest thing to take away from this game, uh, I, although I agree that, uh, Lukaku being a major, not being involved and us still scoring three is very, very, a big, a, a very big takeaway. I mean, the biggest takeaway here is that I got my score prediction, right? I predicted a three nil. I technically said three one, but I said three nil. I was to about start. to say. Uh, uh, shh. 
I said 3-0 at one point. I was close. <laughs> I said 3-1 to make it so I wouldn't jinx it. That's my excuse. I didn't jinx it because I said that it would be 3-1. So I got my prediction right and didn't jinx it. 2-1. That's two wins for me, by the way. That's the biggest takeaway of the match. Not that Lukaku wasn't there and that we scored three and our offense was great and our defense was great. Chalaba had a great game. Uh, I don't know. Pulisic scored, had a great game. That was dull at some points. Nope. I got my score prediction right. Er, pretty close to... Let's just say I got it. I got it right. First time in like forever. And one other piece of news before we get to the table predictions to finish out the episode or the first half, at least of the table predictions or the bottom half. I'm going crazy. Um, Chelsea striker Mishi Batshuayi is joining Besuk Tash on a loan. Um, and, you know, it's kind of sad that he... He was the winner, right, for that, kind of like Kai Havertz, he was the winner for that 2016 season with Antonio Conte. He scored that winner against, uh, I believe, in like the 89th minute of that game away at West Brom, which won us the title. And uh, yeah, so I, I, you know, a little bit down deep in my heart, but it's kind of sad to see him go. Obviously not uh, good enough to stay with the team, but uh, still a little bit sad. Uh, extra, extra piece of news here is that Michi Betchoway actually scored five goals in the f- friendly where we, which we won 13 0 that Josh mentioned. Uh, Michi Betchoway scored five of those goals. And, you know, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say that Basikas found the videotapes of the game and they bought him just because he scored five goals against like a tier six team in England. So good business by Chelsea <laughs> to have him start and feed him the ball to score these goals because that's totally 100% guaranteed peter confirmed uh why they bought him and i know on the chelsea twitter when they were like 13 nil victory for chelsea with like a picture of cho um every, everyone's comments was post the highlights post the highlights and people were responding to those comments saying they can't because it would be too long of a, of a video it would be like an 18 to 20 minute video of all the highlights um which is pretty funny i also don't think they want to embarrass the uh, the team that they played I don't even know the team name. I know Peter, you said it, Alex. I don't know. You guys can chime in if you know the team name, but I've, I have no idea. I just know they are very low uh, in, in English football. Okay, let's head to the uh, Premier League table predictions that come a little bit late. But as Alex would say, on time. We got 20 through 11. We got 10 through 1. And obviously, like, I, like I'm saying, we're going backwards to forwards, meaning 21st and one last. All right, quick interruption here. Um, post-editing Alex here. Josh had to step out for this little part, so he'll have his 20 through 11 in the other part, in the second part, uh, with the Arsenal preview. So I'm just going to send it to Peter, and we'll do our uh, table rankings from 20 to 11. Okay, so before I go into my predictions, I do want to say, because, Josh, you did question it, the team that we played in the friendly that we won 13-0 against was uh, Weymouth FC, and they play in the Venerema uh, South League, which... I don't know what that is. I think that may be the fifth league and not the sixth league, so I may have underestimated them, but I don't think it really matters. They're, the point still stands are not that good, but anyway, moving on to my table of predictions. Coming in in 20th, I have Norwich. I think they looked quite poor against Liverpool, but then again, it is Liverpool, and I think they'll make many teams look poor, so I may be overreacting a bit, but I really think they... Didn't they didn't look sound defensively at all? Billy Gilmore, I don't think uh, will be able to carry them at all. He's obviously playing. Uh, he's on loan for Norwich this season. And although I am a very, 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 very big uh, Billy admirer, 
I don't think he'll be able to do anything alone. So I think they'll get last uh, unless Timo Pukki can pull out some magic or maybe, I, I don't even know, Tim Krul turns into like World Cup 2014 and makes some great saves or something. Oh, who knows? And then 19, I have Watford. I think Watford could easily be last two, but... It's pretty interchangeable between Norwich and Watford. I think Norwich could easily come 19th. Uh, Watford could come 20th. But I think they'll definitely be the bottom two. It's just a question of which spot each one of them are in. So I'm going to do my bottom three here. I've got Watford finishing last. I just don't really see the quality in that team for them to be able to stay up. Um, You know, obviously they have the cycling goalkeeper, Ben Foster. So respect to him, but uh, I don't think he's going to be enough to save them. Uh, 19th, I have Crystal Palace. Uh, you know, they brought in Vieira. I just don't think he's going to be able to steady the ship there at Palace. And I think they'll go down. And 18th, I have Burnley. Um, you know, unpopular one here because Sean Dyche always keeps them in the Premier League. But I think this year might be the year uh, that they end up actually going down. I don't understand how you can have Palace finishing that low. I get they're not a great team. I think that's very fair to say that they aren't a great team. But to say that they're finishing that low, even after making great signings, they still have Zaha, they still have Eze, they obviously signed Mark Gwe from us for a pretty big sum. I think they also made another signing, but I'm not 100% sure. And they didn't look, I mean, they did look quite bad against us, but I mean, we're supposed to make teams like that look bad, similar to what I said about Liverpool and Norwich. So I didn't want to overreact. So I don't have them that, that low. I don't have them high and, but I think that's kind of underestimating them. So I have an 18. I actually also agree that Burnley will get sent down, even though I know it's not going to happen. Sean Dyche is going to pull out some magic on the final two match weeks to pull them out of the relegation zone because I think they won't get sent down because there's some like curse set on the Premier League where they are, they're forced to keep Burnley in the Prem. But I don't know where I'm going with this. I think this is final league year Burnley gets sent down. And then 17th, I have Brighton. I think I had Brighton in 17th last uh, uh, table prediction too. And I think they were close to here. So I think, I don't know. Uh, Tariq Lamptey, I don't know where I was going with that. But Tariq Lamptey's still injured. Unless Tariq Lamptey comes back, they're finishing 17th. They just aren't that good at all. Uh, I could maybe see other teams that go on a cold streak uh, go below them, but I just don't think the Brighton team has too much talent, especially after they sold Ben White to Arsenal. All right, so for my three teams that are going to avoid the drop here, um, I at 17, I have Newcastle. I don't really like uh, what they did this window. I think they're kind of a mess of a club right now. Uh, I think they'll just miss out on the drop um, because they do still have some quality players. Um, for 16th here, I have Brentford. Um, I don't want to jump the gun too much. Yes, they beat Arsenal, but then again, they beat Arsenal, right? Let's calm down, everyone. Um, and, you know, they have some quality. I really like Ivan Tony. Uh, I really liked uh, Jar that they brought in, uh, the center back. I-, I like a lot of their players, and I think they're, they're a well-run team. They're well-managed, so I think they'll stay up. Uh, I'm going to keep them at 16. I don't think they go any higher. I also don't think they're going to be relegated. So I think that 16, 17th range uh, is probably where you're going to see them. And 15th, I have Norwich. I don't know why I have them so high. I just feel like they have so much quality with Pookie up front. I think he's just going to bang goals. I just, I I don't know. I just have a feeling. Uh, They obviously have uh, Cantwell. They have Billy Gilmore. 
Max Aaron's at right back's extremely solid. Um, you know, in general, Tim Krul's always been a solid goalkeeper in the Prem. I just have a feeling that they're going to surprise some people despite uh, losing that way to Liverpool. But then again, Liverpool were playing quite well against them. Um, so that's going to be up to 15 for me. For me, uh, I realized that I did this weirdly. So now it's kind of out of order. So I think I have to go to 15 now, even though I've been going weirdly, but whatever. Uh, so I think I'm on six. Uh, I messed this up, but whatever. I think I'm on 16 now where I have Crystal Palace. I think I might be putting them a bit low because I think they do have a lot of talent. I don't know why you're putting them so low, like I mentioned before. I think they could easily finish higher. It depends on how Eze develops. It depends on how Zaha plays. It depends if Mark guys is de- uh, solid in defense. Uh, it's a lot of ifs, which is why I didn't want to put them too high. But they have a solid talent on their team. I think they have the ability to place higher, but I don't think they will. They looked quite bad when we played against them just not not even the fact that we're playing Chelsea uh, that they were playing Chelsea they just looked kind of disjointed they didn't look solid didn't look kind of like a unit they weren't that good and above them I have Newcastle Uh, I pretty much agree with everything you said Alex they didn't really do much in the window uh they really didn't make any great signings they obviously kept uh, I forgot their name as the Arsenal striker who they kept on, uh, had on loan last year, banged goals for them. They signed him permanently, forgot his name, probably should remember it, but whatever. Uh, I like, it's a good thing that they kept him. He was pretty much their only attacking option towards the end of last season. Uh, and I think he, he can't keep that up, so I can't put them any higher than 15. All right, um, for my final four here, I'm going to do all four at once because, you know, obviously the bottom the bottom half of the table is less exciting for people. I know that. Um, but for me, Brighton, I think, are going to be good this season. I have them at 14, but I wouldn't be surprised if they finish a bit higher. They've got lots of quality players. Um, they, I, I thought they had a decent window this summer. And uh, in general, I kind of like the direction that team's going. So I'm going to have them finishing 14th. Wolves, I have 13th, um, obviously the Portugal national team. Um, I think they're going to be solid. I don't think they're going to be that great. Obviously, they lost their manager to Tottenham. I think they're kind of going to have a, a not great year, kind of like last year, and they're going to finish 13th. 12-5 Southampton, I think they're going to bounce back a bit this year. Obviously, they sold Danny Ings, but I think they brought in uh, Armando Broja from Chelsea. Uh, they made a couple nice signings. Uh, you know, in this window as well, that defender from the French league, I forget his name now, that left back, I think he's going to be good for them. Um, And I think uh, Southampton, always a team that I admire uh, with their youth output. I think they'll be good this season. And 11th, I'm going to have Leeds. Um, They're just going to miss out on the top 10. Uh, They brought in uh, Junior Ferpo from uh, Barcelona, their backup left back there. I think he's a quality player. He's flexible. I think that's going to be a nice addition. They brought back Jack Harrison um, and bought him on a permanent deal. Uh, and I kind of like what they did there at Leeds. And Bielsa really gets the best out of that team. For me, uh, I have Brentford at 14. Uh, similar to how you said uh, what you said about Norwich. I don't know why I have them this high. I just think the teams below them are worse. I like the, some of the players that they have, some uh, similar to how you do, Alex. But I think I like them more than you, apparently, because I have them higher than you. Uh, 13, I actually agree that this will be Wolves. I think Wolves 
I don't know. Wolves always place like 12th, 13th, 14th. It's like inevitable. They always seem like they're going high and then always drop down. I don't know. I just don't see them. They didn't really make all that many great improvements. I mean, the biggest improvement for them is probably Raul Mendes getting back from his injury. Uh, if he can get anything close to what he was before that, they probably have a chance to crack the top half of the table, but I don't think they will. I think they'll finish 13th, 12th. I have Southampton. Like you said, Alex, they had some good business. They brought in Brozier. They brought in, I also don't know the name of the left back. Uh, they also brought in Adam Armstrong from, I think it's, it might have been, uh, I think it was Blackburn Rovers who scored in his debut. It was a good finish. Uh, Trey Adams had that assist on that goal. Uh, Trey Adams always does well for some parts of the season and gets a few wins for them. They have a quality team. I also admire them kind of like you do. I think we agree on this kind of part of the table. But in 11th, I think I have As- we I have Aston Villa. You didn't have Aston Villa. You had Leeds. Uh, Villa obviously sold Grealish for way too much money. Uh, Man City overpaid for him, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. Uh, they brought in Danny Ings. They brought in. They made good signings, but they also are Villa, if that makes sense. So I don't expect too much from them. I could see them placed at the top of the table. They have a lot of upside. They have a lot of talent. They have quality players. Emmy Martinez, Ollie Watkins. They have a bunch of great players. John McGinn. But I don't know. It's Villa. I think they'll place 11th. I don't know. That's my logic. And I could see Leeds going there. I will say I have Leeds getting 10th. So... Uh, I think you, I could easily flip-flop them. I think they're kind of similar in how they have a lot of talent. Uh, they're not really Premier League, like, I don't know, like Premier League, like, top 10, top half of the table clubs, I guess, if that's the wording. Not really a great wording because that's not what it is, but I think they're similar clubs in how they have a lot of talent. They made good signings. Leeds less so, but they Leeds made a lot of good signings last season. I think... 10 and 11 will be them. Uh, So I respect your choice there, Alex. All right. So uh, I believe that's it for today. Like I mentioned earlier, Josh will be giving his, uh, his uh, table predictions later. He had to step out. Uh, He'll do it in the next episode in the prediction episode for Arsenal. Um, Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go check out Peter's article. Uh, We'll post it at Talking Blues Twitter uh, at Talking Blues Pod. And uh, we'll see you next time with the Arsenal preview. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.